back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, food, customs, technology, international, intellectual curiosity, or exploring the world. I am Kristen, and with me on this brisk fall day in SoCal is Tanya. Hello, how's everyone today? Pretty good. Pretty good, and that's Zen. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello. It's not Hi. as brisk th- at this afternoon, however. It's kind of it warm. was this morning, though. Yeah, so. it surely was. I see what you did there. It, it was apropos at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, today we're continuing with our irregular tomfoolery <laughs> um, versus our regular tomfoolery. Um, and we're bringing back our three questions podcast, but with two, because we're a little unmotivated. <laughs> <laughs> because we have so much to say that two will be more than sufficient, yeah. right? <laughs> sure, yeah, what Tanya said. Um, <laughs> so just to recap, each co-host comes up with two questions for the other co-host to answer about their personal travel experiences. Um, We originally started this up a few years ago when we found that we had a lot of questions for each other that came up during the podcast, but they didn't necessarily fit with the other topic or have one to do with their full own. So we save them for this. So it's kind of fun to learn about each other. um, And at the same time that you guys do. And speaking about learning, did we mention that our sponsor is the University of California Irvine's Division of Continuing Education? When you look back upon your life, and you see all the things you achieved. Certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. So... If you don't know, the format of two questions is simple. All we do is ask each other two travel-related questions that we've been dying to ask. And I'm going to start with you, Zen. Okay. All right. You ready? (laughs) All right. All right. Uh I'm going to go right for it. What is the weirdest place you've ever slept in your travels? Oh my gosh! I actually have this on my list of questions no, too. I'm gonna, have to, so we're, I'm gonna have to come up with another question. I really liked that one when I was searching. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got two. One not so odd, and one well, both odd. Okay, so I, I've slept in a yurt. Ah, I wanted so, to do that. Yeah. So one time, um, years ago, decades ago, I uh, had an opportunity to go to Inner Mongolia. Um, flew into Inner Mongolia, and we went to a, like a little Mongolian camp area. And I actually got a chance to sleep in a yurt. Um, these yurt were, yurts were designed for tourists at the time, um, but yeah, I got to sleep in a turret. They were actually uh, yurt. It was actually on a concrete platform, but it, everything else was completely authentic. The walls were made out of you know they could have been broken down and moved. Wow. Um, okay. And then the second thing would be um, that I slept on the side of the New River on the East Coast in Virginia. Is it West Virginia? So I went whitewater rafting one year. And uh, it was like a five four-day trip. I think it was a four-day trip down the river. And we were whitewater rafting. And every night we would pull the rafts off to the side onto the beach. 
And then we would actually set up camp and um, eat food that we had brought with us. Some of the, so like by day four, the food was in the cooler for four days and we would set up camp and we would sleep alongside the river. There's no toilets. There were no, um, it's essentially, I learned this. I thought it was funny. Like um, girls pull up their skirts. So they go upstream to use the bathroom. Boys pull <laughs> down their pants and you go downstream. And we would, so we would, Boys go downstream and use the toilet and go with a shovel, dig a hole, do oh your business goodness. and fill it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And even we w- – and bathing, which seemed <laughs> – we would actually take a bar of soap and run into the river and just bathe in the river. So those were my top two strange so. places. Okay. So I think we're now – Kristen, you're going to ask Zen a question? Well, you- actually, I want to know what if Kristen's slept in anything <laughs> okay, weird. Good. Anywhere yeah. weird. Kristen, what you? <laughs> Even though it's a question for me. Yeah, no, no, good, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything weird. I will say that I have spent the night in airports, so... <laughs> no. I, Those are nice and uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I have some of that. I remember... Um, I've like taken a legitimate nap in a train station. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember actually taking a nap on the the Champ de Mar, which is the oh the it's the grass area right in front of the Eiffel Tower, and I like mm-hmm. literally like used my purse as a pillow, but like hugged it in a way that no one could just steal it while I was sleeping and took a nap. But overnight, like nothing, nothing weird more than i don't know a tent or a fancy airbnb nothing crazy is coming to me so yes sadly not that adventurous tanya please tell me that you stayed in a jail (laughs) (laughs) no i haven't (laughs) oh funny i'm gonna start with something silly because this is the first thing that comes to mind is um it was like a milestone birthday and I, we went to Europe, you know, different cities. And we started in Madrid at um, my husband's cousin's house. And, you know, they know we're coming, whatever. So we get the room and it's hilarious because you walked in and it's like Hello Kitty exploded. Ah, and it's bunk kidding. beds. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. So, okay. It's free night. whatever. So it's fine because, you know, you go to sleep. But then I remember in the middle of the night I woke up and there's like, Everything is Hello Kitty, you know, the bed, the, the, the covers, there's things on the wall. It's there. She's hanging everywhere. It's like almost like scary. And I went, yay, I'm in Europe and there's Hello Kitty. <laughs> it was just like, it exploded in the room. That's um, funny. it was cute, but like not weird, but just like kind what? of bizarre. It was like my first night in Europe and that's who I was with besides yeah, my yeah. husband. Um, and then I think the other one, Oh man, I lost it. It was. I would think I was so excited with with Hello Kitty. That's pretty good, though. Let me see. Okay, I know another one that I that a, a tree house. I I oh. rented a, a tree house in Santa Cruz Mountains, and there's a real tree right in the middle. You have to like walk for five minutes with your luggage, which shouldn't be very big because you can't go there. And it's like you're in a in a house, but you're not because there's it's a tree. It was phenomenal. It was really cool. No Wi-Fi. Um, that is one of the like most interesting places I, I experienced. That so one sounds awesome. amazing. Yeah, but Hello Kitty's the one that I remember. See, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow, Hello Kitty is the one that comes to the top of your mind first. Give me the nightmares. <laughs> you know, 
I remember staying in a hostel in Belize and it almost felt like we were in a treehouse only because like, you know, a lot of Central America, they have a lot of outdoor spaces in their homes and like the, mm-hmm. the courtyards and stuff. And so right. when you were on the second or third floor, they had like outdoor lounges and the like this was built around a tree. So there were huge tree branches that you had to walk around and it almost felt like a tree house, but it was like a structure built on the ground. So that sounds that beautiful. Yeah, and, it was. and something you could trip over in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> wow, the flashlight. That was cool. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. All right. So now Kristen's questions to Zen, right? Sure. I mean, I guess I didn't have one specifically for Zen. I had like questions for both okay. And all right, all right, okay, all right. Um, well. I'll what? field it first, though. Yes. Okay. This it. is almost like an anti-travel question. This is the inverse. Do you have a destination that you do not want to go to? Is there a place you are oh. actively avoiding or that someone would go and you'd be like, no, thanks? Russia now. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it just seems like, uh, not that I don't want to go to Russia, but it just seems like it's a place that I could get myself in trouble pretty easily. So, like, if someone says, hey, you want a free ticket to Russia, you'd say, no, thanks. Yeah, I think I would. Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, just politically, you know, it's just such high tension, and it just feels like, you know, not that I smoke cigarettes, but my cigarettes would get mistaken as marijuana, and then I end up in a gulag somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's just just one of those things that's just, like, it's something right now. Sure. In this particular time and place. If it was two years ago, I want to go to Russia. Right now, mm-hmm. I feel a little uncomfortable. Is there anywhere, like, let's say Russia is on the table. Is there anywhere not, like, due to political reasons or somewhere you're not interested in? Or maybe you don't feel you would fit in with the culture enough? Or somewhere that you just don't want to go? Tanya, pass. I'll think about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I kind of, like don't like it because it's negative but i'll say it is um for some reason india i think i think um it just what i see it's like chaotic and i think it would stress me out because you know how i like to plan stuff and i don't think i can do that there unless i went with someone who was from there who would be my guide and i would have to not worry about anything i think that maybe it's the getting around part that kind of freaks me out but because i think the food will be amazing probably the the landscaping the different cities not landscape you know the the scenery um like that would be interesting but i think me being able to navigate kind of makes me nervous so yeah. i think that's it that i would say no i'm okay i'll pass i actually just had that conversation with someone I kind of, yeah, and I think India is just a good example of how it's just like a 180 from our culture that like it is like very overwhelming. And I I say that too, because I remember I lived with a bunch of Indian Americans before and one of our friends who she was Caucasian and from California and she just was dying to go to India and they would always say, I, I really don't know if you can handle it. Like I would worry about you being there. It is so overwhelming and so different. Like mm-hmm. there's huge culture shock with India. There's a big learning curve and, and it is like not for the faint of heart, like <laughs> for us from the West. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, obviously, it's not to say anything bad about India, right, but it's exactly. that for your own personal comfort level or whatever else, it might be a lot to handle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that. and I mean, and I, you know, I'm from Colombia, and you, I've seen all kinds of things and lived through things, but I think it just might be a little too much. Unless I go with someone and then, because there's some really cool things like technology and, you know, business. I mean, there's all kinds of great things over there. So, so I kind of say it, but don't want to say it. (laughs) I get it. So aside of politics. Okay. So I'm going to say call politics and I'm going to throw war into there. So like, obviously no war, you know, because that's kind of a politics thing too. So Mm -hmm. like any country with having a war, that's politics. So I'm going to have to pull it out. Also, politics where it's just like where you can get yourself in trouble, like, for example, maybe North Korea. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not be a good idea to go. Okay, so I had to pull that out. Then, So beyond that, I would have to say something like somewhere where it's like super cold all the time or like visiting like Antarctica during the winter. You know, (laughs) I'm sure it's really cool, but I I just have no – it's just like I've done enough of cold – um, something like that. It's just yeah. there's so many other places to visit, you know, or something probably too hot, right? Yeah, I mean, so, that's when we had to have the World Cup in November because yeah. toddlers just too much in the summer. Exactly. Yeah. I I would say probably anywhere that has extreme or extreme weather or visiting somewhere during their season of extreme weather. Yeah. Okay. What about but, you, Kristen? I guess you sort of mentioned it a little bit i mean my whole thing is that i i feel like i would go anywhere once there are definitely places where i would be very nervous to go alone if i've never been there and it's totally new but for me it's like i feel like i would go anywhere once but there are places where i'm like yeah i don't i don't need to go back i'm okay and (laughs) one thing that's just popping up is like El Paso, Texas, which I've passed through before. And it's like, I love being somewhere new, but I'm like, yeah, I've, there's nothing left for me in El Paso. Like I, I don't need to ever go back there. Um, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, and I know that people absolutely love Austin, Texas, but mm-hmm. I mean, I've been there and it, it's just not my kind of place either, you know? But the people were great. You know, it seemed it like it seemed like lots of fun. Like if you're younger, if you want to go to bars or listen to lots of music, just not my thing. So, yeah. Sorry, I guess that was a bit of a negative question, but I'm, no. I'm curious. Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's fine. All right. Let's see. Now, what are we doing? Um, Who's up? Am I up? Who's? Oh, yeah, you are. Damn. Yeah, you're up. Okay. And I took one of yours. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> this is a negative one too. Oh no! Okay. It's okay. all right. I, we, I'll do the happy ones. We we don't have to get into specific detail, but um, or should I go the most positive? <laughs> no, just no, you. you. Do, do, do the one that you want. Do the okay. one that you want. What's the worst toilet that you've ever oh, encountered? <laughs> where it was going. <laughs> I have had. Very, very <laughs> culture shocking experiences. Um, uh, well, there's two that are coming to mind. One is in India, where 
you're in places where it's so weird how the infrastructure, you could walk by a totally, a building that looks like it would pass California code standards. And then right next door to it is like a crumbling shanty from like 60 years ago. But there have been places where I'm not even sure the toilet works and there's not a running sink and there are like exposed wires all around and water on the floor that is like terrifying, but everyone's just using it. And you're like, okay. And then um, ironically in a Japan um, metro station, I had to go to the bathroom so bad and, um, the met I went into the the bathroom in the metro station and it was it was just a hole in the ground but I mean a very nice one like it was <laughs> a very nice like, hole a very nice hole like it was structured and there were like the rails you could huddle onto and I I didn't even I couldn't even like go see if the other stalls had a toilet I was like this is you know I, this is a stick that I drew and it was <laughs> like if you're not used to that squat is very difficult. Um, so that really stuck with me. And actually, oh, this last one that just came up when I was in Guatemala and staying with a local family and um, their toilet was like outside and it, it wasn't like hooked up to running water. So what you had to do was get a bucket and you just pour it down and it was like the pressure of pouring the water would have it go down. If that makes sense. Like that's yeah. how toilets apparently work. I didn't know. And um, full disclosure, it was number two. And I was so terrified. <laughs> I was like, all I could picture was it like the water rising and everything coming out. And I remember like, like sweating and like wanting to cry. So like, oh my God, how is this going to work? But I did it and it all worked according to plan. But I was just like, God, never again. <laughs> so, that one stuck with me for sure. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I had three great memorable You toilets. sure did. Uh, I'm glad I went negative. Yeah. There yeah, you that, cause, yeah. <laughs> how about um, you? I, I think that kind of what what um, Kristen had, I've had, like, in the sense of the, the, the toilet, I guess, being outside in a, like, really rustic farm or ranch in Colombia um, in – like where the coffee fields are because they were going to make they were creating the, the space so we went to go look but it was so rustic it's it was like you're outside yeah and it was pretty much the same thing that you just said you had to get it's like it is a toilet but you had to go in with a bucket and you had to go and do the thing and and it was it was you know the door is like gonna fall <laughs> any minute and there's people around you so it's like can you really go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. it, um, that's one of the memorable ones um i think because you just brought it back to mind um and you know what's funny is like that situation is more fear inducing to me than porta potties like i have so gotten over my fear of porta potties after too many years that like coachella and random places, i was gonna like, say like, concerts potties. Yeah, and concerts and like, you know, like big state fairs and stuff like that. So that's whatever. But when it's like you have to take in the bucket and maybe you have to like take in your own like toilet paper too and that whole thing. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm getting nervous and like. And then you can't yeah. put the toilet paper in because it, it won't let, yes. you know. Oh, and so now what do you do with this? Yeah, that that yeah. is a big experience <laughs> um, when I go 
I haven't had that happen in a while, but yeah, that totally reminded me. I'm trying to think that's got to be the worst for me as well. Um, no, I mean, the other is when I remember you were talking about the courtyards, like the houses in Latin America will have a big courtyard in the middle. Yes. So in where my dad was born is a tiny little town in Colombia and his family home, like his grand great grandmothers, the bathrooms in the middle of the courtyard. <laughs> I don't know wow. why. Oh, and, um, that. and it's kind of like, that's just where it is. That's where yeah, people go. Yeah. And I just don't want to stay there. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, now it's still there. They don't use it because no one wants to. They created another bathroom, but it's just, remember being little and going, no, I'm not going to the bathroom. <laughs> little like teenager, you know. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, boy. I would, I would you, have to say. What about you, Zen? You know, I've gone, uh, like when I was a kid, we would go camping um, or go to camps. And um, in Ohio. And so, first of all, I'm on the wrong side of 50. So, um, so these were camps from 40 years ago, if not longer. And some of these camps, you know, you would go to the outhouse and they were the classic style outhouse. Like in meaning, the movies? Yeah, like in the movies where it essentially was, you know, essentially uh, like maybe a toilet. But they just dug a hole in the ground like 20 yeah. feet deep and it just went down. I don't know if they... I don't know if how they emptied it or unfilled it, but it was um, one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. And they weren't, you know, since it was actually in the ground, they weren't putting in the chemicals to reduce the smell. So, you know what I mean? Those types of things. So I would have to say that, you know, obviously I'm not a big fan of um, Eastern toilets or things like that because I'm born in the West, born in the United States, and I'm used to regular toilet thrones, but um, that would probably be the worst. I'd honestly much rather go downriver and dig a hole and use it than use uh, like a campsite uh, outhouse of that sort. Hmm. You know, it's crazy. My, my grandmother was born in 1917, and she grew up on a farm in Michigan, and I remember her telling us how growing up they had a legitimate outhouse, like exactly from the movies, what you picture. And she would say like, you would just pray that you wouldn't wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom. And if you did, you would like drag one of your siblings with you. Cause these were like little kids. And in the winter they would have to go outside and use the outhouse. And it's freezing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I can imagine they had a lot of like UTIs, like trying to hold oh. it until it was like sunrise or something. Oh um, no. It's yeah. funny that, that we have we know people or we knew people that 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 they lived that because that yeah. was a long time ago but still right oh, um yeah. all right i lost track of who's what zen um did we all answer that we, yeah. yeah yeah that was zen's question so is, my is next question is going to be best toilet yeah no all right so um you know me and my happiness what is your favorite childhood travel memory Whoa. Oh, hmm. boy. Nothing comes to mind. Look at you. Well, no, I'm just thinking, like, um, I mean, I have, like, some great childhood. Uh, well, so we didn't travel a lot, especially growing up. My first time, um, I didn't get on a plane until I was 14. The first time I even, like, left Southern California, I was in middle school. I think I was 13. We just drove up to San Francisco. Uh, but, I mean, I have, like, 
really good memories of like literally just going to Disneyland and like yeah, swimming in the yeah. pool at the hotel. Um, and actually we would spend summers, we would have like family reunions down in San Diego. And I remember just loving going down to San Diego and we would swim all day and get so sunburnt. And then at night, all the cousins would go in the pool at the hotel. And um, oh, it, wasn't about, it wasn't about like the, the location really or the travel, right. it was just like fun times being together somewhere yeah. else. I exactly. Guess. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I will say I took a family road trip when I was in college and we drove up the coast to Vancouver, Canada and like came back down through Idaho and Utah. And, and that was so much fun. Um, and that's still like, that's a trip like we still talk about and have good memories of. Oh, I love that's that. Fancy. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a great travel memory. Beautiful. Yeah. And you, Zan? Um, you know, strangely enough, Kristen, I have something in common is that, um, uh, Coming as a kid, like around six years old, I had an opportunity to go to Disneyland. You know, uh-huh. being from Ohio. Um, That's a big I, deal. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. So the thing is that, of course, uh, Disney World was open and um, you could go to Disney World, but people still wanted to go to Disneyland, the original one. And if you would count on your, you know, if you would talk to all your classmates, maybe one in a hundred had an opportunity to go either to Disney. Disneyland or Disney World at the time. So to go to Disneyland, which was further away, um, was just something really amazing, right? right? So it's California. And why is it warm all the time? And it's sunny. And, you know, Disneyland <laughs> and Mickey Mouse. And, you know, it, it was so wonderful. My sister apparently cried she did not want to leave disneyland like we're leaving for the night and my she just cried and cried and cried and wanted to stay and um but you know but overall we obviously because we had such a wonderful time and had never seen anything like that uh we had something like cedar point which is equivalent to knoxbury farm which is an amusement park but not a theme park like disneyland so you know obviously seeing mickey who seems much smaller in the cartoons than in real life, apparently. Um, but it was just so much fun, you know? So yeah, Disneyland is probably my most positive childhood memories. Um, and then also there's, I've have some really, really wonderful memories of, uh, going to the beaches and, uh, outside of uh, Taipei, Taiwan, just as a kid, you know, and because the thing is that, um, our, I grew up on Lake Erie, but Lake Erie beaches are not uh, ocean beaches. The, the sand is kind of really rough. Oh. Obviously, the sun isn't as intense. It's fresh water. Lake Erie at the time was kind of murky all the time. And just being on an ocean, going to an ocean where it's salty. It's like, what's up with the salt in the water? You know, and, <laughs> You know, stuff like that. So um, just having an opportunity to go to a, a beach on the on the ocean was really neat, too, for me. So those are – okay, so now I gave two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, and I would say almost similar to Kristen's in the sense of the cousins. So, mm-hmm. so I moved back and forth Columbia here. 
But I remember my best travel um, childhood memories is when we would go back to Colombia because here my parents would overprotect me probably because they're immigrants. And when I was there, I just was just was wild. They <laughs> let me go. Right, yeah. So it was a blast because, you know, I'd leave the house in the morning. I wouldn't see them till nighttime. I don't know why they never came to see if I was alive. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know. Because I was with somebody, with a cousin, with an aunt, with somebody, and we were like playing and jumping up and down and rivers, climbing trees, doing all kinds of stuff, getting into trouble. But, you know, kind of simple trouble, nothing bad. And it's like (laughs) you would come back exhausted, you know, and it was just, it was just like you're saying sunburnt, dirty, um, but super happy of what you know you spent the day so i always remember and i think that's why i have such fond memories or a feeling about columbia because he's like mm-hmm. here's like who are you going why are you going who's gonna be there everything and now when i would go there it's like just go um so anyway that to me is the best is those memories of For like sure. running around in the wild yeah. <laughs> being a miscreant is hard work yeah. and it's funny how it wasn't about the location you see it was Mm -hmm. it was the feeling your sister crying and um and you and your cousins yeah that's really sweet yeah that makes me feel better because i so i love traveling i want to expose my daughter i want to take her all these places but it's very expensive and it's always like oh we're not gonna be able to provide a fun life for her but it's not usually about the travel all right. When, when, well, maybe I'll say this now. We were talking about how expensive it is to travel now, right? So we were coming up with what if we tell friends overseas to swap houses? You know how they have that? But I don't want, oh, yeah. I don't want a straight, I don't want someone I don't know, but like right. my friend who's in Paris, when does she want to come here to California? Or yeah. my friend in, you know, in Portugal or whatever the place, or even like, you know, Ohio, whatever, just go somewhere. Like for Christmas, we might swap somebody, uh, a friend of ours and ours who's, who lives, she lives in San Francisco and her family's here. So we're thinking of swapping houses. That's a really good idea. And that way, so that's something we came up with because- At the same I, time? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So then your house is not alone. Somebody, t- you know, don't get crazy people, you know, you know, your friends. Right. And, and it's almost like, well, if something happens- you know, it happens. What are you going to do? It's not like, right. let's not sue each other. But um, but I thought that would be, like, cheap. <laughs> See, you know, I guess for me, having family from outside of the country come visit, mm-hmm. I kind of love playing tour guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason why is it makes me rediscover where I live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I like it's, that too. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of like also like showing my daughter the places I've been, and when I show my daughter, it's like I get to see these places with different through eyes all eyes, over again. Yeah. yeah, through her eyes, and I, and that's the same thing with like my friends who come from out of town. It, it's funny because recently, I love the zoo, uh, San Diego Zoo. Gone there, <clears throat> I must have been there fifty times, if not more, if <laughs> not a hundred times. But to take my uh, family, my cousin there, um, with her family. What's just amazing to, just to see it again through, you know, everyone else. And actually, they helped me discover things, too. Of course. Um, because, you know, since they're coming from out of town, I wasn't up to date on all the new stuff. And they're like, I hear you have a platypus. And I'm like, 
what do you mean? We have a platypus? And sure enough, they just within the last couple of years, they brought platypus and I wasn't aware of it. So we discovered it together. So. Yeah. And you'll like go to events you might not go to otherwise because yeah. it's just your backyard. Uh, yeah. I hold back on going to places sometimes because I know someone's going to be coming and then I'll go. Or I'll do like you, Zen. I'll go to the place and then I'll come with them again mm-hmm. just to see what their reaction is. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm kind of like avoiding certain places these days, like Disneyland. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, every well, no, no. What I mean by that is, it's just like because it's expensive, but at the same time, I know any of my family that comes from out of town, they're going to want to go to Disneyland. Exactly. So I might as well go when they're they're here. That's right? exactly what I mean. So yeah. I do that as well. So um, and sometimes it takes me a few years to get back to like Universal or something, but right, okay. and it's exactly. fun. Yeah. Okay, we so. diverted a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember whose question that was. I was me, the me- childhood memory, right? Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll leave that, and now who's, um, I don't know, Kristen? I think so. Yeah. Okay, sure. um, either one of you, what is your go-to remedy for jet lag? Coffee. <laughs> That's it? Just down all the coffee? Uh, two things. Drinking lots of coffee, mm-hmm. get uh, and leaving the curtains open. Oh, interesting. So, okay. so there's some theory, and I've it works pretty well with me. It's like I used to open. I used to work where I had to travel from coast to coast all the time, and I found out if I leave the curtains open on a hotel room, natural sunlight blows into your face, like wakes you up because your body's your brain and body goes oh if there's sun it's, it's morning yeah it's time to wake up so i learned to keep the curtains open and if and it makes between that and coffee it helps me uh acclimate pretty quickly and the other yeah. part is this used to work well for me but now i don't have the time that i'm but i used to take sleep in two shifts like a like a when i had to do this travel all the time I would sleep in like a a three and a six uh, three and six hour shift. So I would take a nap in the afternoon and sleep six hours at night, oh. and um, three hours in the afternoon and six hours a night. But then when I went to another international destination or whatever, my three hour nap would turn into the six hour, <laughs> and then I would take a three hour nap in the afternoon, and then I could acclimate pretty quick. It's just still Jeez. sleeping in the same amount at the same time periods, but just shifting the length of time. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre, but it works that for me. Very complicated. <clears throat> what? I said no. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you, Tanya? Um, usually I will try to start to adjust to the next time to the times the new time zone before I travel, and and then I just almost like lose a day i usually do because i just need to sleep and <laughs> i just need to sleep and be well i i might even like stay up all night or whatever the day that i get there if i'm not acclimated and then i'll get into the the kind of the rhythm but i have to sleep i, I remember the first time i went to spain i was so tired i had to go to sleep and i was so excited to be there but i couldn't so <laughs> i i i just need to sleep i think you said your 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 wife is the same way yeah I mean, as much I have as to I get out. To. Yeah, no, my husband too. Uh, no, I need to sleep. 
know, it's funny because like, I hate it because you're wasting time, but I need to sleep. Uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you want a motivator? Is, let's say it costs the trip costs seven thousand dollars, and you're there for a week. I just like sleeping. I'm this letting me sleep in bed all day long means it's costing me a thousand dollars to sleep in bed. I had to get out of the bed. <laughs> I had to get out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a big. No, I think, we, like I just kind of do jet lag. It just is the way it is, whatever. <laughs> I, but I will get up and go and just suffer it if I, if in a situation like that. <laughs> I just suffer. <laughs> and Kristen? You know, originally I was, in, I was imagining jet lag like when you return home and not when you get somewhere. And suddenly I'm like, oh gosh, what do I do when I go somewhere when I'm all hyped up? I usually do go out at least for a little bit. But when I come home... I can sleep so much. Like if I need to sleep 24 hours and then just wake up like it's normal time, I'll just do that. And I can oh, do that. Like I just That sounds glorious. Like, I love sleep. Oh, on the way back home, that's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that too. But like when I'm going somewhere, I'm Yeah. Cuz yeah, you're excited. Yeah. Um you get the adrenaline yeah. rush for sure. Do you do you usually like take another day or two to acclimate if you can? Like coming like back. Like some people go to work, like the, they fly that night and the next day they go to work. Yeah, that's no. I know. I really terrible, don't like I, that. I, <laughs> I, I like to. No. I'm trying uh, to just take my time like, getting I'm home away. and sleeping and acclimating and all that. My sister was known that she would take a red eye and then drive into work. See, that's what I mean. Well, I don't think I can do that. <clears throat> I can't do that. Yeah, at least the night. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, I like to get there where I if possible, sleep in my bed two nights. So like come home late one night, sleep in my bed, wake up the next morning, throw in some laundry, sleep, you know, do whatever I need to do, put food in the refrigerator and then go to work the next day. Yeah. Okay. But my sister's one of these people who just like, she wants to make every second of her vacation days count. And she'll actually like, yeah, she'll like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah I have friends who like, yeah, sleep in train. So they don't, they, they, they travel while they're sleeping. So they don't, have to waste in a minute yeah yeah she's she's still got like beach sand in her shoes as she walks into the, you know, <laughs> right. into the office and- yeah that's good what else and then i guess is that zen are you all done Kristen? yeah 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 oh geez okay i'm back up again um uh, 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 um have either have have you guys been to an amusement park in another or a theme park in another country by chance <laughs> Yes. Do you remember how excited I was about oh, Disney Gardens? Yes. In- yes. Katharina hated it. Is that what you're yes. Saying? Yes. <laughs> ah, I don't know if I have. Oh my gosh! But it seemed like she didn't take she did on the full. But I think she also said she didn't take like she didn't go at night and um. Okay. But I think I think that's the only. No, I've been to Disney. Wait. Um. Uh, Zen, did we lose Kristen? No, I hear Kristen. Oh, I don't hear her. Oh, that's, that's not great. Gonna... Well, go ahead and speak, Kristen. Go ahead and tell your story about. Yeah, um, I've been to Euro Disney, so I went to Disneyland in Paris, and I did Disney Tokyo Sea, so in in Japan. So those are, yes, they're amusement parks abroad, but they're also clearly American like franchises. But um, then Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen, I think those are the only ones I've done. Um, okay, and- hang on for a second. Hang on for a second. It shows that you're offline. Me. Christmas? Yeah. Okay. It shows Kristen is offline. It shows okay. I'm still recording. Yeah, because I don't hear her. 
and Tanya can't hear you. Okay. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to. Oh, uh, then we'll end up. We have to go to another. So they room. will send us a new link. No, no, no. We'll be the same. When it hits stop, it will throw us into the next room. I start okay. another one up. I think. All right. The, the The question for both of you is: Have you guys ever been to an amusement park in another country? Well, this is a sore subject for me um, <laughs> because I did I did Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. I recommended it to Katharina on our podcast, and she did not care for it. And I was so hurt and crushed. <laughs> you know, but I think when she went, she like. I think you were saying it was really magical at night or something like that. And she I, went yeah. at a different time and she kind of like, oh, it just was not that interesting. But you were just talking about how beautiful it was at night. And then she just right. may have experienced it at a different time. So. Could be. And I have done Disneyland in Paris and uh, Disneyland Sea in Tokyo. But those are obviously like American yeah, yes, in another country, but the only like kind of local thing I amusement park I believe is Tivoli in Copenhagen, and I did love it. It's supposed to be like the second oldest amusement park in the world, which is really cool. Okay, that makes me want to go now. Oh yes, I think it's beautiful. Okay, and um, I have not. I really don't do amusement parks very often. I'm just not. That's not my thing. So, but I would like to go to Disney Paris. I really would. I just yeah. one day. Yeah. I don't know if my husband will want to join me and pay for that, but I'll go. Seek <laughs> <laughs> to find a friend. <laughs> right. I think it's beautiful. I mean, I just yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> right. You know, um, I've been to the American ones. So I mean I've been to I've mentioned before, I've been to Disney Tokyo and I've been to Paris. And I've been to Hong Kong, Disney Hong Kong as well. Nice. Um wow. I haven't, I've gone, I never took, didn't go on the rides, but I've cut through a few amusement parks that are, I forget what it is, downtown Tokyo, because there's, they're famous for this one amusement park that's exactly one block. It's like a very small block downtown. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to go see how they fit this little amusement park with a roller coaster in this. It's essentially the size of a parking lot. And it's like, it was super cool of how tightly they packed it in. But I didn't get a chance to ride on anything. Um, Yeah, I'd like to. I just haven't gone to one yet. That wasn't a Disneyland, unfortunately. You know, my whole thing is, I get motion sick really easy. I do not really do roller coasters or big thrill rides. So to me, I like going to places that are more about the atmosphere and like little fun things. And, And I feel like most things these days are all about like crazy experiences. And that's why I'm probably not attracted to amusement parks. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, that's my that, right? Well, that's the world's shortest question and answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. We only asked two questions each. We got a lot of info. Yeah. We did. We just, yeah. yeah, we're very talkative. Well, I guess that's um, 
that's it. Thanks for tuning in (laughs) into our Two Travel Question podcast, and thanks for listening in. I hope that you guys had as much fun as we did, because I got to know a lot about the two of you. Um, (laughs) And uh, so what do you guys think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world and interesting articles and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destination ones on New Zealand, London, and even Southern California, just to name a few. Medis in Paris is a University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost looking to increase your workplace knowledge or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning Turning it, tuning in, <laughs> turning in, tuning yeah. in, tuning and turning. Okay. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.